Hi, Sarah. Hello, Jeanette. Thanks for having me. So what are the exciting stories for this week? Well, 150 years ago, the Bunyip reported on a distressing case of lunacy. So I wouldn't say it's an exciting no. story. Um, probably not the right word to use. No, um, not. So the article says, It will be remembered that some time ago, Mr. Loller, farmer near Gawler, being in pecuniary difficulties and harshly pressed by one of his Gawler creditors in a fit of hopeless depression, committed suicide, the sad affair creating intense sensation at the time. Since the melancholy occurred, the mind of his unfortunate widow, who was left with a young family, has been at times seriously affected and has at length so completely given way that it has been found necessary to place her in the lunatic asylum. So this type of story I found interesting because I didn't think that we would have reported on suicide in such a way back then obviously over the years it's become a bit of a taboo topic and it's only recently that we are talking about suicide again and I guess while we're talking on this subject we should say that there is helplines available Mm. for anyone who might be struggling but it's interesting yeah to hear about like the language that was used to describe it 150 years ago I've come across a few references to suicide when I've been reading through bonnets from that time and they do seem to treat it as Something that just happens. Mm. Like they do seem to be aware of the sadness of it. Well, that's good. Which is interesting. Yeah. So it's like they became more. Yes, harsh. but I guess when you look at the language yeah. used here, committed suicide. I've always been told not to use the word committed because no. that means that yes. it's an unlawful act. act. So yes. took yeah. took life is what we yes. use in the yeah. paper these it days. Would definitely have been considered an awful unlawful act, but at the same time, I think they feel. Like they're just explaining why mm. hopeless depression, badly pressed. So mm. it's kind of explaining the circumstances. Yeah. It's not really condemning him, even though they use that because that was the that language. Yeah. That language yeah. And bankruptcy was huge. Back yes. Then. That's terrible. It seemed to be almost something common to like everyday life. And their lack of understanding of mm. mental health. Exactly, and I know here in Gula we have a really active suicide prevention network group and people like Karen McColl and John Dawkins who are ambassadors for suicide prevention. I think that there's a lot of help available to locals. So, yeah, I just... There's just no help. help. She would have got no help at all, maybe Mm. from neighbours and community, but no real help. So it's sad to see how different it would have been 150 years ago. Life was very tough. Yes. And a lot of people lived it right on the edge, I think. So, what's happening 100 years ago? So, 100 years ago, we printed a story on a historical ceremony. So, the article reads, There was a very large attendance in the market allotment Gawler on Saturday afternoon to witness the official handing over of the captured German field gun to the town in trust for the 48th Battalion. The mayor of Gawler, Mr Jas Busbridge, in introducing Brigadier General Leanne, or Ling, now Commissioner of the Police in South Australia, said that the brigadier was a man whom the soldiers loved and respected. He had been in charge of the battalion at the time they captured the field piece and would detail to the people the history of the struggle. So obviously next week is Remembrance Day on Wednesday, so it's quite a timely story. So hopefully everyone will head down to Pioneer Park for the Remembrance Day ceremony. I wonder if that's the one in Pioneer Park or if that's the... That might be the one over at the... One of the RSL, yes, I think so. Mm. We spoke about the one at Pioneer Park yes, a few we weeks did, ago. Yes, yeah, so isn't that one? I'm learning all about Gaul's history from these podcasts. Well, that's why we're here. <laughs> exactly. 
So what was happening 50 years ago? So 50 years ago, the Bunyip featured an article on $5,000 damage that was caused in a hay fire. So a fire totally destroyed 5,000 bales of hay and a near new hay shed valued at about $5,000 at the Turretfield Research Centre at Rosedale on Monday morning this week. CFS units from Rosedale and Sheoak Log were on the scene within minutes assisting the Turretfield unit, but there was little firefighters could do except prevent the fire from spreading to other parts of the property. So I imagine once hay goes up, it goes up. Yes. I must say it's that time of year when people need to be thinking about clearing their properties because the bushfire season's about to start. Hopefully this year after last summer, everyone's... Aware of it, but I think last summer's been eclipsed by events since. That's it. We've had an entire global pandemic since then. Yes. So what was our story for 25 years ago? So 25 years ago, the paper printed a story with the headline, Mayor and Retailer Clash on Report. So the article reads, A meeting to air public opinion on Gawler's planning amendment report last week threatened to turn fiery as the focus was shifted to the contentious Woolworths proposal. During proceedings, speakers called on council to scrap the document and start again because of the flaws and to relinquish its involvement because of a potential conflict of interest through its financial involvement with the Woolworths proposal. So 25 years ago, I understand that the mayor was William Henry Cox. Do you remember him? No. I'd only just come to call it. Okay, so... so Okay, maybe it was so Bruce. I thought it was Bruce Eastick 25 years ago. ago. We'll have to do some yeah, research, perhaps. Maybe William Henry Cox was the CEO. Maybe, but obviously the Woolworths proposal went ahead. Yes, <laughs> yes, I don't know if there were amendments to it, so mm, it did take a few years. Do you remember what was behind our building? I think it was just a few tumble-down old buildings. I don't okay. think there was anything. Ah, and 10 years ago, I remember this story. I think anyone in the area would. That was... Yes, so 10 years ago, the Bunyip reported on a family tragedy. Kapunda is now subject to 24-hour police patrols in the wake of a triple murder in Harriet Street on Monday. So that was 10 years ago. Mm, Wow. Major crime detectives are continuing their search for one or more killers, and local police have asked residents to check their home security and keep doors locked. The three bodies were not removed from their house until 11pm for yesterday's post-mortem examinations in Adelaide. I remember my parents mm. talking about it, mm. and I was in year twelve. Yeah, it was. I think at the school. whole area was. Yes, shocked. it was just such a shock. Because the the killer was known. Known to them, yes. To they them, actually kicked him out of the house. He was misbehaving mm. or something, so mm-hmm. told him to leave. One of the things that just shouldn't happen. Yeah, I do hear quite a couple of stories. Uh, like I heard a story the other day about someone who was murdered in Gola across from McDonald's. There was a petrol station. Yes, yes, that was terrible. Again, mm. was, there was a spate of murders happened around that time. It's one of those stories that us as journalists don't want to report on. So, no. mm. well, I guess ten years ago, mm. thoughts are with the family if the mm. anniversary yes. raises any. Yes old feelings or emotions and just one of those stories that I yeah you don't expect to report on as a journalist but there seems to be a bit of hope will never happen hopefully hopefully not again alrighty and that's all that we have for you this week okay well (laughs) interesting a mix of stories there many sobering stories this week hopefully next week will be cheerful stories oh my gosh I I should have read it before I sat down but I've been so busy alright thank you no worries Life's on you